If you'll open your Bibles to Psalm 139 this morning. I'm very thankful for the last few months and the study we've been doing on knowing God. It is powerful. It should impact our lives. And uh, as we'll see in Psalm 139, um, it did affect David. If you start with me in verse 1. O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compasseth my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall come over me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret, and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee. Am I not grieved with those that rise up against thee? I hate them with a perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, and know my thoughts. And see if there be any any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Amen. I can pull at least four themes out of this this, uh, chapter. Uh, In verse 1 through 6, we see that David is declaring his understanding of God's omniscience. And in verses 7 through 12, his omnipresence. Verse 13 through 18, his omnipotence. And 19 through 22, um, appealing to God's justice as well. And every one of these verses can have more than one of God's attributes. Uh, but those were just the ones I, I kind of grabbed. Big picture. Um, if you look at verse 1 and 2, 
talks about the Lord knowing us, understanding our thoughts. And First um, Chronicles twenty eight nine, David warned Solomon his son that God sees the heart when he said, "And now Solomon my son, know thou the God of thy father, and serve him with a perfect heart and a willing mind, for the Lord searcheth all hearts and understandeth." all the imaginations of the thoughts. If thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Jeremiah 17, 9, and the Bible also tells us that no one can know the heart. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins. Even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruits of his doings. Now here we see that the Lord knows our heart. We don't know our own hearts. And um, David acknowledged that. And verse uh, 5, it says, Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Now, if God is behind us, and God is also in front of us, then he's, he's in a good position to protect us. Amen. And in that case, we see his omnipresence as well. Um, in Job 23, he talks about the Lord being on his left hand, his right hand behind him and in front of him, but every time he looked, he couldn't see him. But he knoweth the way I take, is what he said. Yes. And so we can see the Lord's um, omnipresence there. In verse 6, it says, Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, it is high, I cannot attain unto it. And while we can, we can learn about the knowledge of God and we can understand him more fully, we still can't always fathom why he would show that love to us. And that sometimes is, is very outside of our understanding because he is infinite and we are not. In verse 14, he takes a break from acknowledging the Lord's um, omnipotence in creation and says, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are, my, are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. I trust that's how we all feel, that we praise the Lord for what he's done with us and the strengths he's given us, and that, importantly, our soul understands this. We have the knowledge of God and to be able to see and understand uh, what he's done, and I hope that is praise in our mouth. And verse 17, one of my favorites as well, How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God, how great is the sum of them. We might come to the Lord with that in prayer about how we think of him all the time, but his are more in number to us than the sand, and that's very comforting. In verse 21, David asks a question, Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? Am I not grieved with those that rise up against thee? That's a good question. It's very probing. Do we, like David, ask that question about ourselves? Do we see what's around us? Does it grieve us when it grieves the Lord? And um, in verse 22 through 23, um, David comes to the Lord with a request. It's the first time in the chapter he comes with a request. And he says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be in any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Now, David clearly understood the attributes of God and 
his knowledge of him and creation of him and protection of enemies. And he came to the Lord with this request. You know, to me, I see the attributes. God is knowable. God is approachable. Um, nobody can know the heart. We've, we've already looked at that earlier in the chapter, but God knows our heart. Yes. God can reveal that to us. Now, in light of last night's preparation in Deuteronomy 9, we see that the people of God were stiff-necked, and they were always contentious, rebellious, and made things very difficult for Moses. Is that how we want to be? Or do we want to be like David? Yes. The difference was David saying, search my heart, Know my thoughts. Try me. Show me the wicked ways. In First Chronicles twenty-eight nine, when David was talking to his son, he said, "And serve him with a perfect heart and a willing mind." Are we willing to see those faults within ourselves? Have the Lord reveal those to us and correct them. If we don't, we we can never really grow. And so, um, this this passage has been on my mind for the last few months as we've been studying knowing God. It's been one of my favorites, Um, but I love David's attitude throughout the whole thing. He starts with declaring the attributes of God, showing his understanding of that, appealing to it, and then wanting the Lord to um, show him his faults so he can improve and get better. Amen. Amen.